No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Festival season is upon us. It is. And I know that I'm going to be sporting some new duds. Are you? I sure am. From where? Shop Tour Bus. That's right. I'm going to hook myself up because I've been thinking about it for a while and I want to order myself a cool Shop Tour Bus t-shirt that comes in the most beautifully, specifically hand-designed box for you. With a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside or a personal message personal message that you can put in when you check out. That's right. And if you put in the promo code, no, no simple road, all one word, when you check out, you're going to get that t-shirt for free. No. Well, the shipping. Yeah. The shipping's going to be free. <laughs> you're not going to get the well, shirt for free. I, I, Don't you're not going to get it for free. Sure. You're going to get, I just yeah, want to say free. Yeah, you are getting something for free. Yes, shipping. you are. And then and not only are you going to get a shirt, this shirt comes like beautifully rolled up and the nice little like tight little compact thing. You may not all, wear it. All kinds of goodies in there. You don't know what you're going to get. So we, you might we've gotten get. action figures. We've gotten pencils, pencils, candies, gums, stickers. You never know. And some lucky people are, are going to get what? a Grateful Dead bootleg. Grateful Dead bootleg. Grateful Dead bootleg. Cassette tape. Yes. Woo! Which I love. <laughs> I have seven of them. So. <laughs> Seeing as Shop Tour Bus is our longest running sponsor. We're going to do the longest commercial for them. We are going to say thank you. We love you, Shop Tour Bus. We love everything that you put out. And hopefully our listeners will listen and order. ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. Hook yourself up. Special season, man. Boom. In the beginning was something. Light. And then, and then electric fish. And then electric fish came along. <laughs> And they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna make lights for your house, and, and we're gonna so make them right cooler. after the beginning. Then there was electric fish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, that wow, is that, the order. Wow, that's of the things. order. Yes. So you know what you should do. Order yourself a light. Yeah. These aren't just your any old stupid light. These are beautifully no. handcrafted, IQ technology wielding works of art that you can put up in your home. That'll be conversation pieces or. When you're tripping real hard, there'll be really cool things that'll make everything look really neat in your house. Or if, when you're just sober and you're hanging out, it'll make the house look awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and what these are is that the, the, this is limited only to your imagination. imagination. You go over and you check out what they do. They do like all the cartoon characters, anime stuff, 
You can get your sports teams on there. I mean, you can get into the classy, like just the plain white ones look like Art Deco. The one that we have upstairs, I put it in our altar corner, our family that has passed on. Our ofrenda. Yeah, we have an ofrenda upstairs, and we have an electric tour bus. Electric tour bus. Well, we don't have an electric tour bus, but Not we do yet. have an electric fish light up in our ofrenda that changes colors with the color-changing bulb, and it makes it so beautiful. And I have a fish-shaped fish donut light in the studio that has a color-changing bulb and a Bluetooth speaker in it, so I can play music through that thing. It lights up and flashes. It does all kinds of awesome things. Go check out electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram. And also, when you are checking out, make sure you put in the promo code NSR because you're going to get 25% off and you're going to get Delaware Magic. Can't tell me that you don't like 25% off and you don't know what Delaware Magic is, so you can't say you don't like that either. So go to electricfishlights.com. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Take a break. Nope, no breaks. Ready? No breaks for you. Keep going. 
I got going. 14 jobs, man. No hey, breaks, no, no pay, no road, nothing. Family. Hey. We're back with part three. Part three. Of our part two part Part Trey. Trey, We did part two. Now part Trey. Look, while we were filming, filming, <laughs> we weren't filming yet, but while we were recording the episode two of Skull and Roses, which we thought was going to be our final one, no way, Jose. No. We had so much more content. And we were not going to shelf this content. It's, it is so good. It's funny because I listened back to the intro that we did for part two. And I'm like, yeah, we have interviews with Pink Talking Fish and Abraxas and Marcus Razak. And none of that shit was in part two. No. Way to go. No Simple Road. Yeah. We, it's we a did swing a, and a miss. We did a lot. It was a lot of things to capture. And we did do some filming, but it was done by me, and I just I, I did not have the ability of the standing worst video still. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, dude. yeah, it would give you the shakes and the jitters watching we'll call you it. Shakes right. the clown. Yeah. All right. So, what's really going to happen this week in this episode of No Simple Road of our trip to Skull and Roses Festival in Ventura, California, April seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Ah, this is what's going to happen. What's going to happen? First, you're going to be, your ears are going to be caressed with the sweet sounds of us recapping day two. Then we're going to take you into a luxurious interview with the gentleman from Pink, Pink Talking, Talking Fish, Fish, which you'll love. Then we are going to give you some music. Then we're going to regale you with an interview with Marcus Razak. Whoa. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a really fun interview also. Yeah, it was. And then some, probably some more music. And then after some more that. music. And followed up with the most impactful thing that happened to all of us at Skull and Roses Festival. I'm not joking right now. This is not tongue in cheek. We met the folks from Abraxas. They had a dragon shaped school bus out there that was parked in the bowl. And we talked to Tim from Abraxas that is doing just the most Amazing incredible work. humanitarian work all over the world with um, the burner community and uh, just talk to him a little bit about the genesis of Abraxas and what they do feeding people and bringing kitchens to remote the places world. and just uh, it's giving food to little kids and just it's nuts <laughs> man it's amazing so I promise this week that all the stuff that I just said is actually in the interview. So if you listened to part two and you heard me say all that stuff and then you were like scrolling back through, now you know. Okay. So it's in part three. Thanks for hanging with us. Look, (laughs) when we go to these festivals and we record what's going on, it, there's no way to know how much we have until we get home and start unpacking it. And in years past, we've, we had put together, like, I think, we did a couple of four and a half hour episodes post festival for, I can't remember if it was Skull and Roses or Northwest String Summit. It was one of those. And I think that's just too much to ask of you guys to sit and listen to an episode for four and a half hours. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's too much. So, I, I thought it was fine because the people that want to will and the people that won't. Yeah, but won't. the content's good, man. And I want people to like be able to digest it. It's like, it's like feeding you breakfast lunch dinner and dessert all in one sitting. well but if think about this sometimes i listen to one podcast over a day a week a like a couple days you know what i mean like sometimes 
it's kind of nice. Like you'll save some for later, like you, like a small piece of chocolate. Like I don't want to eat it all right now. I'm going to have it later. I always eat all the chocolate right now. Yeah. See, yeah. so some people like to. And well, we always say it. too, we're open to suggestions. Let us know what you think. If you have any thoughts yeah. on this matter. So, like I said, uh, we're going. But gonna, that's a lot of work for us, though. Yeah, One it, long episode. Just it's it's a lot. So um, we are going to get to the the mixins here in just a second. But we're going to do what we do first. Um, follow No Simple Road on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road, Twitter and Instagram. Um, most of the time, yeah. Facebook, we don't really. Did you just say Twitter, babe? I did. Twi- we are Twitter. we are active on Twitter. Or tweeting. Uh, I am active tweeting on on the Twitter. I'm a. Twitter tweeter. Twitter tweeter. <laughs> That's what's Aaron's happening. Aaron's tweeting. I tweeted. And sometimes he's wearing tweed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I own any tweed when I tweet. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> um, I, now I forgot what I was. Oh, www.nosimpleroad.com is the hub, the mothership of No Simple Road. You can go there and, um, I don't know, you can get a tarot reading from me and Mel with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. You can Do sign up that. There. It's fun. It is so fun. We don't. Do we have any on the books right now? We don't have any on the books. And it's kind of sad because every week we were getting one, then another, then another. And it just really like lifts Aaron and I's spirit so much to see a tarot reading on the book. Yeah. So and so you could be that inclined, person. Go for it. Mm-hmm. At nosimplerode.com. Also, our calendar of events is up there. Our merch is up merch. there. So go there and I like the merch. regale yourself with the the. What All the merchiness. What you, no, what's the vestments of No Simple the, Road? The, you the could, vestments. Yeah, okay. divest yourself wow. of the vestments of No Simple Road. Um, also, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and sign up to become a financial supporter of No Simple Road. Yeah, check that out. That's the thing. You can actually do that. Look, what? This what does that entail? Costs money, man. <laughs> and that's how you we can pay help for this. Yeah, help us on our trajectory of just going out there and doing things. Look. Here's the bottom line. The world that we live in costs money. I know yeah. that's a shock to all of you. What? But if you are consuming the content that we are creating every week, I would implore you to reach into your pocket and feel the love. No. Hit I, us with your best shot. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously, man. If, you, if you're consuming what we're creating every week, I would <laughs> ask you to consider. If you're picking up what we're putting down. Exactly. Why that. don't you put something down? Yes. Consider helping us out with a buck a month, two bucks a month, a hundred bucks, five, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's not too little. It's not too big. It's it's just and it's right not too it. late. That's right. So go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Also, what? what doesn't cost a dime? Do it. Apple is going over to that Apple Podcast, and you go on there and you just hit the five stars. That's the easiest thing to do. Just Pachini. five stars. I love these dudes. Five stars. But beyond that, you could just do a nice little review. We had two last week. Me and Mel were so excited. We were stoked. That we, did, we didn't have to tussle over who got to uh-uh. read the one, whereas one for each of us. So let's get three this time so Aaron can oh, read one. Yeah. Aaron hasn't read one in a while, but that's free. You can do that. That gets us in that algorithm thing that none of us understand, but gets us in front of more people, helps us bring in more listeners, helps us keep going forward. And, and you can also call the tepid line at 971-808-1524. We didn't have anybody call in this week, which is a drag. But you could be the person for next week that calls in with a question. Yeah. Any question. Have you been wondering what kind of socks I wear? Well, you could call in and ask that question. 
Um, what kind of hair products does Mel use? You could call in and ask well, that you question. Guys, you guys heard last week, somebody called and asked about our viewpoints on Aerosmith, and that ended up being a very fun conversation. Mm-hmm. It was actually. <laughs> there good. is all kinds of things that you could be asking at 971-808-1524. All you got to do is pick up your little cell phone and dial the little digits and then say stuff. And then we'll hear it. It's like this magical thing that goes on. It is magic. And <laughs> last but not least, if you could just tell somebody you know about the show. We yeah. Would, yeah. Word of mouth. Sometimes we forget to say that, but truly and honestly, if you're bored one day, you have nothing to do. Go on Apple Podcasts, scroll through the 200 something episodes that we've had and pick an episode and be like, hey, text that to one of your great friends and be like, have a good day. Enjoy this episode. Boom. Done. Then you're done for the whole week. And you your know, your homework is finished. Your heart will feel lighter. And fairies I, will and alight I with our, with our Cadillac pillow. of 260 Cadillac? plus shows. <laughs> our Cadillac of 260 <laughs> plus shows. On Apple. There's something for everybody. I mean, yes. My dad, my dad's 80 and he listens. Not to all of them, but I mean, there's something there for everybody. Yeah, there well, really so, is. Most uh, everybody. Uh, there is. Unless, no. you're, unless you're uptight and out of sight. All right. Well, and then there. Then you could listen to the one with the baby or our daughter. Like, there's so many okay, different ones true. that you could listen yeah, to. Uptight and out of sight, man. We got that covered too. <laughs> right on. Well, that's the business, everybody. Look, yeah. that was painless. It didn't even hurt, did it? It, it hurt was, a little, man. It was like just a pinch. <laughs> Told you. Pressure, a little pressure. Also, night one, um, Fish MGM Carini opener. Just saying. The hell was that? Where no, did that it, come it from? came from nowhere, but I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Right on, Mel. All right, so um, we're gonna get you to the the thing. Here comes us, more us with more uh, us. Uh, recap Skull and Roses recap. Day number two. Here no, we go. day number three. This is a recap of day number two on day number three. Trust me. <laughs> okay, we're trusting you, man. I don't know this Boom. crazy dude. What's up, everybody? Hey. Say hi, Mel. Hi, everybody. Say hi, Apple. Hi, Mel. Oh, hi, hi everybody. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the very first thing I want to tell all of you guys is that the three of us will be doing an Instagram takeover of the Skull and Roses Instagram page. Oh, yeah. Today from, what did we decide Taking on? Taking it over, 3.30 to 5.30. All right. Yeah. Be there or don't. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, the two choices, be there or don't. Um, so what do you think of day number two of yesterday's experience of being at Skull and Roses Festival, Mel? Yesterday was awesome. We came in and got literally right to work, interviews. Um, it's kind of hard to think about all the stuff that's been going on because it's so packed. But yesterday there was so many more people. So that was amazing to feel like just more energy. The bowl was filling in. Um, amazing, amazing performance by Pink Talking Fish. I had my first breakdown cry. Thank God I was by myself. For what um, song? Um, when they were singing home, oh, home yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. So yeah, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, DSO at the end of the night, that was so good. And what is up, everybody who is saying hi and who's joined? Um, yeah, it's day two was amazing. Apple? What's your highlight from day two? Oh, you got to narrow it down to one. I was just going to do a quick recap because yeah. it yeah. started It started with sitting down with Catfish to coming in, seeing Catfish John, or, or, who are from uh, our hometown of Las Vegas. So Las Vegas was represented here. It was great to sit down with them. 
just great performances all day. The pink talking fish. We were definitely looking forward to seeing them play and expect, especially just Cal on the guitar and how he treats these pieces, which is just mind blowing. Um, and then on into the evening, Dark Star was just amazing. The weather here. Um, we are on the beach. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard that before. Uh, just amazing friendship, just everything here. And it just keeps getting better. And here we are a little after one o'clock on a beautiful Saturday. The weather. Today's my favorite because the weather dropped down. It was like around 90 got up to almost 90 yesterday today is about 70 degrees and an offshore breeze and <laughs> it's just delightful today's weather with apple yeah yes and i gotta wear my guatemala festy pants today as well so <laughs> also i just saw that together california was on um i just want to send a shout out to you all because i've got a, a few things from you and uh our daughter has modeled for you so i can't wait to actually meet you maybe if you're here at the festival come say hi um, my highlight um, yesterday was um, the day. The day was my highlight. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, babe, what was your highlight? Um, you know, getting to meet Mike, Wicked Awesome, Aww. I think is one of the highlights of the whole thing for me. But I hate to piggyback on somebody else's piggyback, but pink talking fish blew my mind yesterday i knew that they were going to be good yeah. i knew that it was going to be something special but seeing fish music in this setting was unique to say the least i don't know what other word to use but that and it felt, it, it felt really good and um you know man this doesn't have to do with like a highlight of the festival this is just like a a feeling of the whole thing it's like We've all been through a lot for the past two years, and, and uh, it's been a struggle to keep your head about you, and and the fear and the just anxiety and general bullshit that's happened has been rough for everybody. And this is the first opportunity that we've had to like really get down with a huge group of people for multiple days besides i'm i'm leaving out fish at the gorge because that's its own animal but like to see the grateful dead family and especially the southern california grateful dead family this uh there's nothing like it and and this setting is so perfect and like we were just talking to um jerry's middle finger about the venue and like the history and the um, the energy that's infused in this place is it's real and you can feel it here and you know it, I got to give a shout out to the whole Skull and Roses team too they've really really taken care of us and, and really been gracious and, and sweet and uh, it just feels like coming home and a gigantic weird family reunion yeah. and it's so good to see all the dirty fucking hippies and that it's beautiful a, that's one thing i wanted to say too is like seeing everybody dancing yesterday with a abandon and their outfits and yeah like that <laughs> that it just made my day like hula hooping the kids like 
all of it it was and then there was like a tent uh, a masseuse that was like hooking everybody up after they got off rubbing their shoulders and it was like it was like nothing else it was amazing so today um today's a big day uh marcus razak's playing in the background right now we're gonna go check out some of that and then um we got circles around the sun t- tonight uh, Melvin Seals and JGB and O'Teal and Friends tonight and tomorrow oh, and that peanut butter and jelly sandwich and that peanut butter and jelly sandwich was, another one was for dope. today <laughs> um, what was I saying oh O'Teal and Friends tonight and then tomorrow to close out the festival is Phil and uh, I can't think of a better way to close out a Grateful Dead family festival than Phil and Friends so yeah man um, I think day two has a Day three has a lot of work to do to top day two. Day two already started out with a bang. Um, Jenny, uh, beadwork by Jenny. She was being celebrated with a little private birthday party at the Dusty Strings exhibit. And it was so beautiful to see her um, receiving these beautiful gifts and accolades, which she totally deserves for a beautiful artistic job well done. And then we jumped right in with our contest winner, Jesse who got the tickets from 2019 and then we jumped into an interview with Jerry's middle finger so we are off to an amazing start and yeah thanks for the yeah she does um but yeah so we are started off to a good start and I'm grateful I'm grateful at the Grateful Dead festival (laughs) so um like I said at the beginning we are going to be doing a takeover Instagram takeover of um Skull and Rose's Instagram from 3.30 to 5.30. So make sure you're following them and come hang out with us. I have bunny ears now. <laughs> wow, look at that guy. I don't know if we're hogging it. Don't hog it, Cal. Why are you being a hog? Maybe we do this and do yeah. this. Yeah, 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 just share. Ooh. Yeah, let's do that. You guys take that one. We'll take this one. All right. So get this serious. <laughs> be really serious, guys. No smiling, we no just do laughing. A collective side to start. Yes. Yeah, you ready? <sighs> this is WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. Yes. I knew I loved you guys for a reason. Welcome, Pink Talking Fish. Hey man. No simple road. Yes. Happy to be here. So we. Yeah. We uh we had tickets to see you in Vegas, oh, and uh, I'm old. Yeah, but so are we. And, yeah. <laughs> I love to use that bullshit excuse. He uses it every day, no, okay. so don't let him use it. No, I um, too much too fast is what really what happened. That's that's the oh. honest truth. I just got. But you know out. what we said about that with the way the start times were in Vegas was if we weren't playing, we probably wouldn't have been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you at least go to the show? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. All right. Okay. Um. Go ahead. Let's have everybody introduce themselves to the people who don't see us. I am Cal Kehoe. I am the guitar player of Pink Talking Fish. Welcome, Cal. My name is Ricky James. I like mangoes. (laughs) Cool. Uh, My name is Zach Burke. I play drums, and uh, I like the smell of other people peeling oranges. My name's Eric Gould. I play bass, and I like the smell of a whole lot of cologne in a closed-up car. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, I didn't. I didn't say what I yeah. like smelling. This is Cal here. I like the smell of the sweet summer rain after it has rained and it's hot out, and that is something called petrichor. Petrichor. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please don't tell them that you know me, dude. Wait. Okay. You know what? Apple. Yes. Come on. Introduce yourself. What, what do you like to smell? 
Hi, I'm Apple, and I like the smell of weed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a uh, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, my name is Mel, and um, I like to smell Aaron's beard. Oh. Whoa, I just right. got uncomfortable. All right, we're gonna take a quick five. Yeah. There right. you go, babe. All right. All right. Uh, see you in the VIP tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron, and. I love the smell of an elevator after a whole bunch of people have been in it and then they leave. Yeah. 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 That's it makes always, you hungry. Yeah, right? totally. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been wanting to sit down with you guys for a long time and I'm stoked that we get to do this in person and not yeah. over Zoom through some computer because it's nice to feel people's energy and yeah, man. Yes. After two Absolutely. years of being locked in a house and so you guys are all wearing some really nice masks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been working on mine. So what I want to ask is like, since quarantine is over and we're back out in the fresh air, how does it feel? How does it feel to be back out playing and on the road and doing your thing again? Uh, it's great, especially like right now. I feel like we're really in this moment talking about it. We're all sitting around a table. Um, but finally, things seem back to normal and Everyone's loving it everywhere. Have you guys have you guys noticed like we went and saw Goose a few weeks ago and at least to me and and I we've I've talked to these guys like the the energy of a show is different now from a fan's perspective. I don't know if it has to do with like has to do with gratitude or just being bored for so fucking long and now there's something to do. It's gratitude, it's patience, it's perseverance, it's frustration, it's depression, and it's punching through all that for the joy of live music. And it's Ben Atkins drumming, probably, too, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah that. But and they, patience. <laughs> and patience. <laughs> it's right. Patience, the GNR song. Yeah. Always that. Oh. Yeah. I've been walking the streets tonight. Turn the mic off. <laughs> it's, I don't know how to work it. Take it all the way. Wow. Because I need you. Rarely do I get derailed in an interview. You guys got me. But like getting back up there and seeing it from your perspective is a different thing than seeing it from our perspective completely. And so I, what, what I'm trying to get at is like, are you approaching what you do differently since quarantine is over and now that you're back out playing? Or is it is it a different thing or are you just going back out and it is what it is again? Sure, I'll take this one, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like when you're on stage now as opposed to uh, BC, um, you know, it, it there's a whole new meaning and, and uh, I think that you can see it on people's faces how much they need this now after all this time has passed right and it it resonates with with the band and it's it's a total symbiotic thing when you're seeing you know people throw the energy right back at you and you're be, you're able to throw it right back at them and and it's you know it was like that before but it's on a i feel like it's on a it's on a new level 
you know. It reminds me of like a tennis snatch when they're like, uh, uh, right, uh, right, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just right. Uh, like it's like heavy and yeah. like fucking give it to me and I'm fucking throwing yeah. it back. Right, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm doing it. That's what that's I'm doing. It. Yeah, <laughs> the, the point, nev- the point never ends. <laughs> no. Isn't it crazy though, guys? That we were. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I can speak for all of us here. We were starting to get used to oh. masked faces yes, in the crowd here. where you weren't seeing a lot of the expression you saw it in their eyes but you didn't see the faces and it was almost to a point where we were we're we're, we're uh, where we were used to that and then now with it that? like what does that mean like what does it look I like i mean can't you get used to anything in right. life no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, like, you know I, so you don't want playing. to no you but. definitely don't want to but what i mean like <laughs> when you're playing how like does it suck it's, is it if, if fine? I, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it sucks. No. I mean, I, for me, my experience with it was like I was for a while when we were doing like these potted events, like these yeah. kind of drive-through events on the East Coast, at least. Like we were playing to people that were very spread out by their cars. They were all mass. Everyone was keeping their like distance and also like i think people enjoyed the times where they were like yeah. potted because they had like their, their homies they had their crew mm-hmm. and they were like this is great we don't need to like bump into people yep like it was weird too because like i was also like singing with a mask on too oh. that stopped after what? a while because it was yeah, like three hours of, yeah it was fun for i was like let's see how far i could take this cal's actually a pro okay it. yeah. but it it's started an instructional to, like, video yeah i made an instructional video. it got too hard but like <laughs> i think I think when you're outside and people have the masks on, it's like, I don't think people were complaining too much about it. We weren't complaining that people were masked. I think it's like, I think sometimes shit gets too political. And it's like, if you want if you want to throw the mask on, do it. If you don't, just don't be an asshole. But we're, you know? we're back to like no hangups though. Like when you go yeah. to a show, you just want, like, so me, when I go to a show, I hang in the back just so no one touches me, and I don't even, like. If I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like five two basically. If I'm in the middle of the crowd and people are nudging me and bumping me and stuff like that, I, I'll, I'll miss a whole song, just trying to block, or just like, just like getting mad about people stepping my way. So like, one thing is like, everyone wants like, you want like no hangups when you're at a show, at, like listening to music and stuff like that. So having to worry about COVID or the mask and stuff like that, it's just another thing to kind of like. It's just another like hang up. And now we're getting back to people getting seen music and just being worry free and so just understand. happy to be there. Yeah, so 100%, good. You know? the, the last two shows we played um, in the, the one in Burlington, Vermont, and the one in, in New Jersey were, I think, the first two shows that we've seen where the majority of the people were completely on mass. It was maybe like one or two masks in the crowd um, of, of a relatively large audience, you know, that was there. And so it's still fresh. Yeah, and not, right to, not to get too deep into it, but like, I, to be honest, it, having this part of your face covered Energy wise affects you. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You want to like, see the smiles, man. You yeah, want to see everybody smiling. I, and That's you're you're missing you're missing half the story. Oh yeah. And so for a band on stage looking out at a crowd of people, you're having to judge the energy of the room based on eye expression from a stage of fucking people you can't see. Yep. Everyone kind of got used to that though. Didn't you everyone get used to just like telling if people were smiling just based on yeah. like yeah. just on like the eyes alone so you could tell? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such a juxtaposition walking into something like this. I mean, you guys just got here, right? So you haven't, have you had a chance to even walk out? Yeah, and we the, checked it. Okay. So the feeling of that based on, or 
compared to, you know, three months ago going to a show is through the roof different. Oh, yeah. And so, so I would think hitting the road, that would be exciting to, to have the opportunity to feel that again. Because isn't that part of the reason that you play live music? in the first place besides Absolutely, it being fun man. as hell to see the joy of on everybody's faces right. you know that's yeah, yeah. it yeah that's I mean, we've gotten to do the same thing we've gotten to go to shows recently normal big shows that we may have gotten completely robbed of before mm -hmm. you know so we get to enjoy the same thing that's so cool i do yeah. often think about like the upcoming fish run in april because it got canceled in uh, for new year's like when you guys first asked this question like when you started the, the the episode just now, I thought it, and you can cut this out if you want to, but I thought I thought about how crazy the crowd at MSG is going to be for fish, just that first night, I, and I got excited. I'm not going to cut this out. Four twenty. Four twenty. Why would we cut that out? Out of all the stupid shit that's been said around, yeah. that was like the realest thing. because <laughs> like, well, I, I feel that I feel a mini version of that anytime we're on stage too. You know, absolutely. Mini version of my expression of that, yeah. my interpretation of that, not to like ride high and be like, people are pumped to see me play guitar. I don't, yes. I don't yeah. hear that. When well, you wait a minute. Yes, we, what, yes, we are. Yeah, That's the truth of the matter. We're pumped to see everybody on that stage getting it. Yeah. And your smiles are making our smiles bigger. So okay. This is, getting me, this is getting me excited to play. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Also, yeah, you can get that. Let's cut this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start over. I want to welcome Pink Talking Fish <laughs> to Moses Road. Good to be here. No, Cal, actually, for Aaron's 50th last year, um, that's what I got him for his birthday was MSG passes and a whole fucking thing, you know, like tickets, a fucking airline, all that. And we were all stoked and then fucking gets canceled. And this was, guy was like, <laughs> it, it was, I've known him for 40 years and her 24. It was the saddest I've ever seen oh, these oh, two man. in my life. Like I wasn't going, it was his 50th birthday thing. She, so he is hard to surprise. She surprised him. She worked this all up and everything. And then it got, they were hard. It, it was it was like you, you it was so yeah. hard to so see going? yes they are okay, going so there's the bright spot they are going hey, hey guys i think i gotta go uh ricky don't lose that bird. I know, that's why yeah. ricky don't lose that bird song brother <laughs> ricky don't lose that bird song guys i'll see you later <laughs> okay wait so can wait. we talk about con can we wait, 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 switch wait. it yeah. okay ricky yeah. don't lose that bird song yeah. So one of the reasons nice. I wanted to talk to you guys in the very first place, besides you being amazing, was Pink Floyd fans, Talking Heads fans, and Fish fans, and Deadheads are some of the pickiest, most <laughs> opinionated, uh, know-it-all-y, and I'm, I'm included in all of this, by yes. the way, folks and fans know. on the planet. So deciding to start a band that is meshing all of that together is a risky proposal at best but you've pulled it off and i'm curious like <laughs> where did the impetus for this come from first where, of all i'm curious where do you get off yeah <laughs> how dare you yeah. <laughs> no but where did the idea come from first of all and who like that's ballsy as fuck and i love it we just enjoy torture. <laughs> yeah. We just like being massively judged. You know what I, mean? um, I go on PT like every 30 minutes, and that's, that's pretty much the same thing as getting on stage with yeah. Pink. 
Uh, P P T F, you know. Yeah, yeah. We also just love arguing as a unit. <laughs> That's really what the band is about. It's the arguments. Setless. All right, now I'm getting less excited. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, this was your baby. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, yeah. All right, cut all the rest of that out. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but it is ingenious and it's amazing. Yeah. So, like, so, so this whole thing started off. I had not really played a lot of covers in my time. It was mainly original music. And I made a move from Los, I was living in Los Angeles. That's where, um, that's where I developed Particle. And that was primarily original music. I moved out to Kansas City and I got into this uh, small place, small little uh, bar where there was some music, uh, but on this lake that I lived on, on the outskirts of Kansas City. Wound up with some buddies of mine just starting to play some, some covers, just some pickup gigs. And I really enjoyed it. I thought like, it was like, man, this is, I've never, I've loved these songs. I've never tried to play them before. Did a pick and on series and played all these different bands, like focused on each of them like once a week. And so at that point it was, hey, what if I started a tribute band? I wouldn't want to just do one band that would not hold my attention. Right. So I decided to pick three of my favorite bands and these were the three that I thought were compatible, wrote a set list, saw it on paper, said it, this needs to happen. I, what? Do you remember that set list? Not off the top of my head, I don't. I tried. I don't, but but (laughs) there were some classic combinations that we do now, like um, Slippery People with Sand in the middle of it, which is a perfect, (laughs) just just groove combination. I I think I did, a Mike song, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, Once In A Lifetime, Wikipod Groove. I think that was in there. <laughs> and uh, and there was You Enjoy Myself with On The Run during the spacey part. And that's something that we, was like a staple for the first like two years. We were doing it every single time. And it just works out beautifully in there. Um, so things like that. And I told this promoter in Colorado about it. And he said, you have to do this. I'm booking you now. Oh, get your shit. band together and so it gave me gave me the kick in the ass to do it and once 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 we were on stage doing it and the people were like we realized how special it was and we're off to the races from it, there it really yeah. is it's it's a really special thing man like taking something that people deeply love like that and putting it together it exponentially increases the joy of it well it's it's hard to describe to people who haven't quite gotten it yet and the one the the how I like to say it is we're because there's a we blur the lines of tribute and originality right within this and I, I the best way of describing it is we take the songbooks of these bands these beloved bands yeah. that people know and love and cherish and we put a show together that presents these songs in a unique fashion that people haven't seen mm-hmm. and haven't seen these songs played right, in this way in before. In a new way. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just something fresh for people with this music that they love, like something unique and fresh. And so that's that's the nature of what this and, is. And kudos to Eric because at the beginning when we all started, it was a massive undertaking. Yeah, as you could, I you can't know, even. I can't even imagine. You know, Eric had us in the rehearsal room a couple times. You know, two or three times a week, just kind of getting prepared for this. And like, you know, every week it was like, okay, we have to learn twelve tunes, or you know, something like that. And then, and then the next week we come in and do those twelve tunes, and then another five tunes, and it's, you know, then before you know it, your repertoire is like a hundred tunes, and then, 
and then you have the ability to go in and you know to any any room and and do do things different and if people right. are really psyched about it and they want to go from you know maine to massachusetts to new york they're going to see three different set lists and you know none of it's going to be the same and all the even if we do play one of the same songs it's not going to be played the same way which you know it's just it's ex it's exciting for us and it's exciting for the fan the fans i think you know and it's just it's a, it's a really fun concept because the song books like Eric said, it's just it's so big that we can kind of pull and have each show be something very very unique so, so at what point did everybody come on to the band started off with me in a revolving lineup okay. and after the over the course of it started off it started off in 2013 and it was the, the very end there were only four shows done and i had moved to massachusetts from kansas city during that time and over the course of 2014 there was a handful of people a handful of different lineups um zach and rick were there right from the beginning of that piece of it so um and in massachusetts and and there was another guitarist that was involved too um on a regular basis and by 2015 these guys just decided to make the leap to full-time on this and we that's when the band really started gelling i only got the gig because some guy had to get his appendix out i did Sorry. You, got, you gotta say it. I'm not a no, it's, 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 I thought yeah. you were kidding. You serious? No, no, not at all. The, the, Eric, I had met Eric once. I knew he was in Particle, and it turns out we like grew up like I don't know. I don't know where he was from or anything, but it turns out he like grew up like ten minutes away from where I grew up. And we had met one time, and then like two days later, he calls me up and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "Remember when we met two days ago?" He's like, "Hey," he's like, "He's like, can you play all these songs in Colorado in two days?" <laughs> Yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, I had like a little mini panic attack, and I was like, I gotta see if I can get off from work. What am I, what am I gonna do? The, re the reason is because the drummer who was on board called me literally the day after I met Zach and said, I just got rushed to the hospital. I have appendicitis. I had to have emergency surgery. I can't do the shows. Aww, so he wanted to do it probably. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so Zach, like the day before, was like, "Yeah, you know, if we ever want to do something, I know, I know a lot of these songs." I didn't think it was gonna be like. I don't think it was gonna be like two days later, though, or anything yeah. like that. You know, no. you know how Ricky said like a few rehearsals, like twelve <laughs> tunes at a time. Zach was like forty to fifty tunes at once. Oh, and shit, Zach. <laughs> that's what yeah, but yeah, but I don't. Like, hey, yeah, but it's the drums. I, I don't need to know notes or scales or anything like that. <laughs> the whole point of the drums is just like, don't fuck up. Yeah, no, but, but Zach's pretty amazing. He uh, he has a uncanny sense, uh, uncanny sense <laughs> of, uh, of 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 just having this music under his skin. He did before he even played a show with us. He already knew it, and he totally just fell in to what this concept was just like it, it was it, it it was just immediate for him and it was great it was great coming in same with ricky like when he came in um and rick just had a sense of all three of these groups just on the keyboards and vocally and uh and so it, it's it's really just been such a pleasure doing this cal came on board a little bit later um we did a small lineup change and once cal came in the band gelled to a different place like it just took it to an even different level and uh once again 
this guy just uh, is like the 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 way that Cal's put attention towards the detail as the guitar player is the hardest the hardest yeah, that's job, job in this band by far. Agreed. And, and going wait going back to sorry go, oh, I got to I got to I got to pull going back to being critiqued yeah criticisms from fans especially these bands fan the guitar the Trey mm-hmm. the Gilmore you know like like you need to have those tones yes you need to have that black strat tone you have to have the languedoc you know yeah and you have to make it now cal unbelievably doesn't even use an amplifier and he has them dialed in <laughs> hey, Katie Fox. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Katie, what are some of your favorite smells? Um, not hippies' armpits. Um, oh. Cotton candy and vanilla. Oh. Wow. Okay, well done. Oh, 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 Katie. Oh, 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 nice. I like that. But yeah, uh, you know, just to go back to loving Cal, but that's, I mean, Cal is amazing. When Cal came to, uh, to my house when we made the, the lineup change mm-hmm. and he just basically slept at my house for a couple of weeks and we just went over all the all the really uh difficult stuff in the catalog all the all the tricky fish bits and and uh so i got Kyle, I, wait wait that? a minute wait a minute wait, yeah I, I, yeah i want to hear this I, we're gonna edit this out <laughs> i have an anecdote and it's also like he's ricky threw me some love i'm throwing rick some love yeah. So, and then, and then I also have an Osiris pod tie-in here. Okay. So, um, I met Tom Marshall in 2009, and then we would just kind of, like, go in and out of seeing each other at fish shows. And then 2016, he saw a band of mine playing, and it was just, like, a solo band that I had. And we, we, were, we were playing at, like, a... No, no, it was, this, it was just the Cal Kehoe band. Um, and we were playing before a fish show at Hartford and it was like in the live nation, like VIP club. Okay. And Tom and Steve Pollock and Tom's friend Tebow were like, fish doesn't have an opener. What the hell's going on? So they ran in, paid 60 bucks, whatever to do the VIP thing. He saw me play. And then he, afterwards he said, do you write music? And I said, yeah. He's like, do you need lyrics? So Tom and I oh. connected, and then Tom and I wrote some songs together. And then for Baker's Dozen, we were like, let's do an after party or something. And I was like, let's put Amphibian back together. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's do that, but we need some like star power too. So we got Ricky, and we got Rob Comper from Dopapod. And that's basically how Rick and I, like, you know, got to know each other. Cal. Uh, uh, at Phil's 75th birthday party, the cap plays solo on the stage, right? That was actually at a private event that we oh, did. Oh, was it? Yes. I thought that but was. It, I thought that was. Yeah, uh, that never happened. We'll edit that. Oh, wait, out. We, we were at the cap. We were playing. <laughs> we were playing. We were playing Garcia. Yeah, that was a different Phil. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Connors. <laughs> the cow <clears throat> playing, like he said, that's that role is tough because people like to pick it apart. Especially tone-wise, right? And yeah. Is you being able to drop into this band? Is it because this is what this music is what you had been playing, and and it wasn't a huge stretch for you? Or well, I think um, I think the compositional part of what Trey has done was a stretch for me because I had been putting off learning "You Enjoy Myself" for like fifteen years. Yeah. And I started learning it when I was like eleven. 
And I was like, you know what? I have to do it now. Oh, shit. But the Gilmore stuff, I remember I had a Strat when I was like 11 or 12, and my dad said, it, did, it didn't play well. I didn't, like, I, lo- I still have the Strat. I didn't play well. And my dad said, if you learn Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, I will get you the Strat that you want. Oh, shit. So I learned, like, a little bit of it as much as I could. And he's like, all right, let's go get the Strat. He wanted to get it. So like yeah, Pink yeah. Pink Floyd was a big thing in my house, and David Gilmore was like the. I say that he's like it's really like Hendrix was the guy that got me into it, but like Gilmore was really the guy who was like. That's learning those guitar solos and learning how important those are, because just like the songs that you sing along to, you can sing along. So many people and so many Pink Floyd fans and casual fans can sing along to every single Absolutely. David Gilmore guitar solo. Yep. Yeah. So like note for note, I note think that's the note. Big, that's yeah. the biggest one that it's Great like point. yeah. And I that am solo you can wing, but I want to hear note for note those. I am more afraid on stage to play <laughs> the solo to another brick in the wall part two than I am to play like Reba. Oh, <laughs> what? I am, and I don't get I try not I don't never really get nervous. I am more afraid to play Shining Crazy Diamond than I am to play You Enjoy Myself. It's the weirdest thing because. That is so like those are so so no. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's not a lie. We're gonna edit this out. We can edit it out. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too afraid of like too many things on stage, but like that's that's one of them. What's the other one? Uh, pants falling off. Urination. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have an amp on stage anymore, so I think like my pedal board just stopping, just like. Oh, ceasing yeah. to exist. Yeah, I want to ask a question. I want to ask you a question because Pink Floyd is de- like one of my all-time favorite, like the Animals album. Yeah, everything from that, every guitar bit from that is like so emotional and everything. And so many bands are starting to cover that now in the last few years, which I like to see. We saw Pigeons do it. We saw several bands, but it always makes me kind of. Uh, and like, is that what you're talking? Like, when you're up on stage and you approach a Gilmore guitar bit, is that you're just kind of like, oh, it, sh- it's fringes it at all. No. I, I think the cow like seizes the moment. Okay, like especially in like you'll hear him play "Shine on You Crazy Diamonds." I get, I mean, I get the chills. Yeah, it's intense. It. It's it is intense. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. let me let me backtrack. It's so important to me because like, mm. it's like shit. My dad and I would listen to, and he's like, ninety-five Jeep. And like that's like Dark Side was like I didn't like I I wouldn't be a musician if I hadn't heard like Dave Gilmore. Wow. So like oh, that's I want to do it justice. I want yeah, to do it justice. And that, that stuff's under your skin now. Yeah. Like when you play the comfortably numb solo, it's like it, you know it, it, it's it's so just it's your, so powerful every time. It's awesome. It's your DNA. You know? it's, it's, well, well, it's your head, not your playing. Clearly, because yeah. your playing is on point, but maybe your head is still like that little boy with dad. Sure, absolutely. But like, you know, I will say something. Eric said something to me very interesting when first started playing with these guys. And he said, like, when you get to a Harry Hood solo, you have to make sure that you're playing within the vibe of that. And I was like, got it. Because there are certain deviations. And I think that John Mayer went through this with Dead & Company. He can't walk up on stage and just play John Mayer. No. You have to play to that vibe of the music because people will know when you're like 
sort of just being a little bit too much of yourself. Step, it's stepping out. You're yeah, stepping exactly. out. But the so, key is the blend okay. of that. Because you still are yourself. Exactly. You still are having your expression within the nature of, of, of right what there. exists. The, okay, that's what I want to know. Because spot. that's exactly the sweet spot between your skill, your style, but you're covering other stuff. Or who are you talking about? Oh, oh Zach. All right. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry, guys. But anyway, <laughs> how do you do that? Out. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit we'll that out. <laughs> no problem. You're going to be a busy editor. I know. Right. Shit. We're going to have like five minutes of this it's interview. It's okay. You can cut all, you can cut all that out. You can cut I did all that. that out. I edited a podcast for a while. I'm leaving it all in, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, we know. We know. This podcast is six hours straight. Yep. <laughs> so talking about those moments on stage of like knowing that you have to hit the mark, right? I can, how many dates do you guys play a year when things are going good? Like, what's the what's the average? At one point, pre-pandemic, we were playing uh, give or take a hundred. Um, we're sort of re everybody's reinventing right, right now, so I, I don't know whether we'll get to that again or not. You know, there's definitely a. Um, I think a lot of bands out there have a less is more mentality where we want to be out there. We want to be playing. We want to be sharing the gift of live music, you know, through through what we do to people. But um, there there is something different now coming out of this pandemic where it's not just get out there and grind, just, grind, just grind. throw it all out. It's the, there's a little more intent going on. Now. Well, it, and and I think maybe that is back to what I was saying in the beginning about like when we went and saw Goose. That vibe is higher because of gratitude and patience and all that. Yeah. But also from the band's perspective, there's more intention going out. It's not just doing the grind. It's doing it with more forethought and purpose and and we've all had a chance to re-examine ourselves for two fucking years man like my entire identity was wrapped up in live music and when live music went away I was like who the fuck am I and I had to figure it out all over again and that's hard but when you come out the other side of that you have something new and special and a new appreciation for the thing so I think that elevates it for all of us but my, my question was playing that many shows a year I would think that there's moments that stand out in your minds of like stuff that's happened on stage where you've full body chills like holy shit I can't believe I'm doing this right now in this moment can any of you think of any of those oh he's pulling something out of his wallet uh oh he's got the moment in his wallet Oh, no. oh it's shit. a a $1000 bill? It's a Jerry million dollar bill. Okay. 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 Okay, so I forget where we where were we playing? Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, we were playing in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. And there was a guy in the crowd who was just holding this thing up over his head and he was so proud of it. It was during Funky Bitch. I don't know why he was doing that, but he, and I was like, what is that? And I was like, I think that's a Jerry million, right? And I have, hold on. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's more, more Jerry I money in there. I have a Jerry million. Okay? <gasps> oh, oh, wow. So I, was like, I was like, I think that that guy's holding up a Jerry million and I have a Jerry million in my pocket. So this guy, 
This guy runs up to the stage and he just hucks in the middle of funky. And I was out in the part where, you know, I just hold the note and he throws it right in the middle of him holding the note, throws it up into the air, runs in front of the stage. And it was just like, it fell right into my hand. And I was just like, and the whole crowd went bananas. Like just absolutely, but it's stuff like that, like little magic moments. Dude, that's exactly what I was talking and about. And it was, it's like, oh my, you know, I'll never forget that. I don't, it's so weird. And it's just so like the fact that I had one of those in my wallet and he was like, I have one too here. Wow. Like moments of high strangeness. Yeah, the, the, it was the, the timing of that. The timing of that whole thing was like immaculate, basically. Right. It was like, oh, we have, a, we have, the, we have the video. Yeah. Of it. We have the video of it, and it's like perfect because it's like a thin piece of paper, and you'd think you you can't just like chuck it in the air. No, like, it's gonna yeah. do this. Yeah, you watch the, you watch the video. Like. He was singing. He's basically he's like every time I see her, and he's like, if that's a Jerry Million Dollar Bill, he's like, bring that up to the stage. He's like, I want one, and it's like, he just chucked it up and did like a perfect little spin rotation, and he just, it's like it's like <laughs> if you threw him car keys, and he's like, ka-ching, it like threw up, and he just grabbed it, he's like, ah, and he started like screaming. It was, yeah, we have the video. It's, it's not gonna. We'll edit this out, but you know, what? Well, I'll send it over. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that. Fuck, I just like it. I just like my own shit. I always like my own shit. You definitely oh, cut this part out. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah. I can edit this out. Here we go. If you're handing out Jerry Garcia billion dollar bills, I will take one. Watch it just float in the air. Oh! Oof. Okay, and let wait. I have to add that the whoever your light guy is, you should buy him a steak dinner because that was fucking Yo, on point. I showed. He's got it. I showed up. I showed up in chicken sandwiches. I showed up in Switzerland to a casino and I went like this, and nobody knew what to do. No, they were like, "Do we get him a million dollars?" Yes. Like, what? Yes, you do. I was like. And they they almost threw me out of the casino. That was like fake money. <laughs> so that that answers your question, right? That's exactly what you asked. That was right? yeah, but right, right. That was yeah. That's that's the most perfect answer I could have yeah. ever hoped for. That's just us talking. That's just us talking to the fans in the middle of the show, being like, "Dude, what do you have there? You have a Jerry Million? Let's go!" Like it's you know, it's 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 fun, man. I, I do want to give a shout out to Vin Puglisi who was doing lights. Oh, like that, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Vin. Yeah. Vin, Vin Puglisi, he makes her shows just like incredible. He makes her shows pop. He has all these like just amazing little tricks that he does. And since he knows the music so well, and he works at other bands too, and he's just an amazing. Anytime he's doing lights, it's just an amazing show. So, um,. We know how much lights mean to a show with Fish and Chris Absolutely. and all that that goes on. So on New Year's Eve, like I've been playing guitar my whole life and I awful and uh, doubt it. I Trust me. But like it's this love hate thing where like I'll pick it up and play it for a year and then I don't play it for a year. Right. But on New Year's, like I, I made a resolution. I'm like, I'm going to play every day from now on. That's it forever. And I have been, and it's given me this like renewed appreciation for musicians in general. Like I already love you fucking guys, but 
Also, the bug in your butt died, too. Yeah, that, too. <laughs> but being able to, to hone the craft to to that level is, is like, I can't even really wrap my mind around how you guys do what you do. And um, so that's part one. Part two is with this community of fans that's so picky and judgmental and bitchy and likes to whatever. We also love this shit like it's us and it means everything. And just, I want to say like from the three of us, thank you guys, man, for what you do because it's fucking essential without having it for two years. It's so important to my mental health that you guys do what you do. And I don't know if you hear that and from people likewise, enough. Dude, likewise, Absolutely. I mean, honestly, from the four of us to the three of you, thank you. Now, yeah. You know, that's uh, uh, another thing too, you know, Pink Talking Fish is a tribute act. These songs aren't songs that we wrote, and we're all gigantic fans of this music right. too. You know, we 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 sit where you guys do on on the concerts yeah. too, and freak out over all of this stuff. You know, I had the pleasure of seeing Pink Floyd live in 1994. It blew me away, and uh, didn't get to see Talking Heads, but I've seen David Byrne and I've seen Fish countless times at this point, and it. It, it's it's just the best, you know, and live music is the best. And we are all just gigantic fans of live music in general. Zach goes and blacks out dates on the calendars because there's shows that he feels like he needs to go see. Good for you, man. And, and, and he's like, I can't. Uh, 90s Nails. I was just going to say, yeah, I just. I, yeah, uh, yeah, there's certain bands I have to see because. Blacks out ween all the time. I do. Yes, I do. I just bl I just blacked out two chili peppers, not missing them. Right. And so so that's the thing is like, um, it's something I, it's something it's something I love about the tribute world is that all the musicians, we dedicate ourselves so much right. to being the best we can to honor this music. But we also have this joy that comes from a fan's perspective within what it is and there's something really special and unique about that you know it, it's a different animal than the world of of, of writing songs and performing them it, it is it's a different thing and there's there's a different type yeah. of joy and and dedication that's involved within it uh and it, it's just it's it's fantastic yeah. it really is. completely Aww. satisfied just playing the songs that i already love all the time basically to piggyback on this Sometimes the songs that we sing are just songs of our own. <laughs> I might have heard that. Yeah. Somewhere before. Just I hope I didn't get that lyric uh, I wrong. Can, I can edit it out. Yeah, you, you yeah. can cut that out. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a day reschedule. It's like June 47th. <laughs> Is it sometimes the songs that we hear are just songs of our own? <laughs> Hold on. Let's backtrack this. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're definitely going to edit this shit out. All right. Hey, so I had this, I had this Jerry Thanks, Million. Don't worry, yes, this, this is never going to see the light of day. It's cool. It's, it's beautiful. Is that Mango. All right. Mango. Is that Lady Gaga? Let's, <laughs> should we Should we end with a collective? Should we end with a collective mango? Maybe we should. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, Hang on. Third verse. Third, third verse. Okay. Second verse. Oh, here it is. Sometimes third we, verse. Sometimes the songs that we hear are just Fuck. songs of our own. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, wait, wait, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Just to piggyback on what Zach <laughs> and Eric said, sometimes the songs that we hear 
are just songs of our own. Yes, yes they are. With that, we want to thank you, Pink Talking Fish, for being on the thank show. You thank, thank you for a fun uh, 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, when you come through Portland, Oregon. Yeah! Be there oh, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, wait. Two days from now. Wait, let me back up. Let me back up. Next time, let's <laughs> come through Portland. Um, I'll send you my info. Yeah. If you guys need a place to stay, we have Great. a big old house oh, up nice. in the hills and, and oh, have yeah. you for say, food. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, again, from the three of us, thanks you guys for what Where you do. You Thank you so much. Where are you based out of? Boston. Boston. Yeah, we say Boston. Yeah. All right. We're Massachusetts. Out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Boston, Texas. Well, sometimes we say Boston, and they're like, I love Austin, Texas. Oh, Zach likes to go to Connecticut as much as he can. And cannot wait till tomorrow night to see you guys playing in this setting. We all need this so much. I think especially you guys. So we're going to change the set list. If we play all, all of animals, do you think these people would like it, or do you think it'd be like, oh, I don't know? I think they'd like it. Okay. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen or anything. Uh, like that, but no, yeah. no, but throw, throw a little tease in there. It's my favorite album. Maybe we already have it in there. Okay, uh, you guys are great. To piggyback on what he was. You know. <laughs> yeah, to piggyback. I love piggyback. Hey, one, oh, one, one last thing I will say about about this is uh, I saw Fish in here in 97 and 98 here? at Ventura County wow. Fairgrounds. And oh, wow. it's going to be so much fun to perform some Fish songs yeah. at this place where I was just completely flipping my lid so over these amazing shows. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can cut that out. Thanks, you guys. I'm
month. How you like me now? Damn. Pink talking fish, everybody. Damn. Oh, that's, a, that's damn. <laughs> <laughs> they jam. It's like, it, it's like my two favorite flavors of ice cream together. Like, I can't decide which one I like better, so these are them together. And then they throw a third flavor in there as well. And you well. know how, like, yeah. when the two this... flavors, like, mix and you get a lick of both of oh them at the God, same time? so good. <laughs> like, yeah, and you got your two favorites, three favorites, oh, and f- some toppings. Yeah, my favorite is Cal's face during that whole entire thing. I, I love like it. I like Cal's knee lift. His, yeah, you yes, know, you know Cal's fucking <laughs> rocking when the knee goes up, man. Oh, man. What a fucking blast sitting around a table with those guys that was so much fun it was i'm yeah, sorry we had to edit so yeah, much out yeah ha, <laughs> ha, ha, joke on the editing yeah there was so really much that, laughter in yeah, that one i really hope it that, was, uh you guys all listen to it i do too Cal, hopefully i hope we uh our paths cross again yes. soon pink talking fish because you have been um uh, what's the word i'm looking for inducted there's the word there it is inducted into the no simple road family you are now part of of our tribe and there's nothing you can do about it so how do you like me now um yeah i can't edit that so with us (laughs) we are going to move forward through another amazing talk that we had um with the one and only marcus razak that's right uh this shredder is another shredding human being right here and uh, was he on ninja turtles wow no (laughs) no Oh, oh I, I was like, Master, Master Shredder. Shredder. Uh, never mind. That was good, that Mel. Was, good. That was actually Somebody good. out there just... got the joke. Somebody. Anyway, Marcus Razak, <laughs> No Simple Road. Here we go. Everybody ready? Master Shredder. We're ready. There we Thank go. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, Marcus, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank you for that up there, too. That was freaking... I want to show you this dope picture I got of you up there. We are sitting down with Marcus Razak. Shred is dead. Mel's showing pictures. What are you showing? Showing Marcus a picture I got of Oh, hell yeah. Right? Jeez. Are you sure you're not a photographer, too? Yeah, that was a good moment. That's pretty good. You got it. She got lucky. Yes. Hell yeah. Hey, Marcus, man, it's good to meet you in person, brother. You too. That was a really yeah. fun talk that we had. Yeah, it was. Definitely. That was super cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how's it feel coming off stage with something like this? Like... Oh, it feels pretty good. I mean, that's, you know, when when it all goes well and, you know, we reach some places we weren't expecting to reach, it's always a a plus coming off the stage. I feel pretty fun, like pretty happy Pop, about yeah. it. Psyched, you know? What do you what do you mean by that? When you when well, you say that you weren't expecting? Yeah, well, you know, it's always it's up in the air what could happen when right. you're improvising all, right. most of the most of the time with this kind of music, you know. Um, so I find most of the rewarding part of performance in the improvs these days. And when that happens, you know, things can be unexpected mm-hmm. in positive ways, you know? And so that's when that happens, I feel really satisfied. And we did that today for yeah, sure. Absolutely. It, I, this crowd's three days in and, <laughs> and sunbaked yeah. and yeah. tired and high uh-huh. and just to, to get them up is no small feat. You know what I mean? And they were fucking jamming, man. So <laughs> right on. Good on you. Right on. So we've been experiencing something. I wonder, I want to get your take on it. Um, I'm going to scoot this over yeah. so I can see you. Over the past couple of months, like live music is back. 
I would say. It's in full effect. Yeah. We're, we're here. Yep. And um, like we went and saw Goose in, in Portland a couple of nights. And the experience that I think the three of us would agree that the experience that we had was different than prior. Um, the energy was higher and the control of the energy in the room from the band was at another level than I've ever experienced before. And then I was like, okay, that well, that was Goose, whatever. We went and saw Pitches playing ping pong a couple of weeks later. Same experience, different band, strong. very strong energy. Crowd was very engaged. And the, the control of the band to move the vibe of the room was almost like, I kept saying this is, it's surgical. Uh, what's your take on that? Do you think that's a, a, are you experiencing that first of all? And second is, you think that's a result of being home practicing for a couple of years? Um, well, when we do it, you know, it's, it, it is sort of a thing that just comes from being in that place often, you know, and it's, it's sort of understanding in a way it's like kind of knowing how aspects of music make people feel and it can get down to as scientific as chords or or melodies or rhythms and things like that specifically but there's also a lot of motifs and things that you become aware of um, as you have been performing improv improv music and seeing how crowds react so you know i think that that is something that i pay attention to and enjoy giving the crowd that ride you know right um, I think that it's cool when bands are able to do that, you know, that shows that there's a tightness between and a communication between everyone that's sort of an agreement where things can go and and stuff like when you're improvising, because if you're not all together, sometimes that stuff doesn't happen, you know, yeah. so chemistry has a lot to do with it and, and stuff like that. But um, I think that it's it is about the group aspect of things, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it. It just seems like the the crowd is is so much so grateful at this point. I, I think that if we're feeling it, if we're feeling that gratitude, I know that it's at least in 60, 70% of the room. So you saying that, like that whole things that you pick up on and then you play and giving it to the crowd, that's incredible because that is like um when you say you're a surgeon and you know something goes proper you're gonna that's an element of experience that you're incorporating now into your craft so you have to pay attention so it's more than even i, I guess i'm just really amazed that there's so much for you to do you're playing you're yeah. paying attention you're giving back and you're performing yeah it's a total total experience for for you know as a performer and, and composer and like bringing that connectivity all in one place and and being open your brain and your heart both being open enough to inter intercept any nuance and small factors you may, may be just seeing somebody in the crowd reacting to something very small or you know you know having the trust in your bandmates to give a quick nod here and there and know what that means you know and and things like subtleties, like that's something that I focus on a lot now is just nuance and subtleties in the jams. 
um, to react in, in ways that could be endless. You know, it's kind of an infinite way of reacting. So you're um, paying attention even more. I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm also in like a sort of a different state of, of, of consciousness where everything's really like, you know, hyper, yeah, hyper reactive. You know, I got my like my dolphin uh, sonar going. I got my, yeah, is there you know, my eyes out there. Yeah, are, are you preparing for it prior? Your eagle eyes and your dolphin <laughs> sensibilities? I get psyched up before, you know, I know what I'm going into. And, and, and it it's like really exciting every time. I love it. I, I love it when um, I know that we're going to share an experience with a large group of people. It's it's what I live for. It's it's amazing. It, it, there's nothing better there's nothing and i feel obligated and to give a, a, the best show possible every time and, and you know because that is such a special yeah. place to be like you know I, I hope you know you did that today that we've been here <laughs> well you've been here all morning watching it was kind of a slow saturday afternoon start and then when you came on and started shredding that's when it started filling up and the spinners started coming out you gave them <laughs> that soundtrack to yeah, yeah. When we we heard it, uh, some of our the few of our friends uh, in the bun the uh, band Sponge, they're playing like the parking lot, and they were hustling in here to come catch you and stuff because they heard you're very distinctive. You have oh. that sound like a few notes, and you know it's you. And it's it's it's, it's cool. just great to see you here, man. That's and to cool. see you on stage today. Have oh, you? Is thank that you. Marcus? Is that is that? And you've got great hair, Marcus. <laughs> great fashion. <laughs> you, both of these. Sorry, we're all talking about music, but you look dope. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. You're saying that. Oh, that's shit. the first thing when I saw him. I went <laughs> up because shirt, I right? saw the shirt before I saw him, and I was like, "That's dope." And now we meet your partner. Leah. Or you oh, two this are. Is, yes, this is very my, fashionable. This is my PR representative, uh, Leah Kinchaldi, over here. <laughs> It works. It works, She is high fashion as well. I got credit my sister, Jacqueline Rizak, Rad Refined for most of my fashion. Um, you know, okay. all my direction in fashion. So my sister is pretty cool. Yeah. Marcus, so thank you. you going, going back to what Apple said about your, your sound and your tone, man. Like every guitar player, I think, is trying to cultivate something that's unique to themselves that's like a, a conglomeration maybe of the artists that came before you that inspired you to want to play, right? It, is it difficult to find that sweet spot where you feel like you found your voice with the instrument? No, I think I've found it now. Yeah, I, yeah. I've spent a lot of time on it and, uh, you know, um, through different forms of education that I put myself through and listening a lot of listening and paying attention and being totally inspired by certain guitarists and, and bands and art composers. Um, I think by now I, I feel like I've settled into my kind of my voice Absolutely. as a guitarist. Um, and it's inevitable because I've been so, you know, inspired by some of the guitar players that I grew up with. Um, you know, and I just feel like it's it's part of me. You know, there's yeah. no avoiding it. I don't really try to do anything anymore. I just play and that's you know, so dope. It, it just how is, does that feel to 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 have that to be in that space, man? It's it makes me really happy. It's what I've I realized that I loved this a long time ago, and it's what I've wanted. You know, I'm looking at certain bands from the audience perspective, which has been a, a lot of my 
my life I want I always wanted to be up there you know yeah when I was a kid like I'm gonna do that shit you know and uh see how people react to it that's the cool the magic fuck yeah the reaction and like just the, the mutual giving of energy is the coolest thing like I can find in my <laughs> that there is hell yeah it- I was just gonna say so you recognize dreams coming true right to yourself do you realize yeah, that yeah I do I, I do really try and let myself uh, have gratitude every day and, and within the amount of work that goes into it all and stuff and being on stage and in, in the moment is where I'm really feeling it the most yeah you know that makes sense I mean even from the oh you know you go and see a show and those experiences are the ones that you carry with you that like get you through life and yeah. clean the fucking windshield when it gets dirty and make you feel like you can go on and giving back to that thing is it's a huge responsibility and it's also a huge blessing, a huge blessing. yeah man it is it is a blessing i realize that every day that i've i'm i'm doing what i've loved always and and it's it's it heals others it heals me you know it's it's something for you know something for your mind for your body and for somebody else right what an unselfish thing you know it's truly because you're you're feeling so good you're killing it with your talent you're being you have an accolades but at the same time these people are loving it and receiving it and giving it back what an amazing reciprocity there there was a I can't remember who who we were talking Jennifer Hartswick yeah, we're talking to Jen. Amazing. Yeah, she's dope. But it was it was right when the thing in the Ukraine started, and like a couple of days before all that, I was watching the news and thinking about everything that was going on, and I was like, "Damn, man! Like, how do we go out and celebrate right now? How how do you go out and like do this in the midst of all that going on, knowing that that's happening and like." obviously shit like that is happening all the time but this is in your face and I brought it up to her and I was like you know the conclusion that I came to was like this is the most important thing that we can be doing right now because of the energy of it and the vibe that it puts out into the world it's balancing the scales that are fucked up for the time you know and I just wonder what your take is on that yeah, well, it's it's hard ever to celebrate when, you know, other people are suffering and, uh, you know, you always want to do something about it. It's trying to help people who are unfairly being, you know, are hurt. Um, and I think people just do the, the best they can, you know, and try and, uh, you know, you have to have your your tank filled before you can help others is what I'm trying to I think get at so we this is how we do it and it's through music and so that we can go back out and help other people too you know so that's beautiful it builds a little bit at a time I think you know so yeah yeah you can't you can't help others if you're not feeling right and this is where we feel right and so they always say, you know, yeah. when you're on the airplane, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't had to deal with that in a while, thankfully. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but, you know, that's, that is a good that is a good analogy. So having 
time off and time to reflect and and being home like none of us were traveling we weren't doing anything and i know for myself like our calendar's full and even a couple of days traveling and doing stuff i'm i'm not in like not as uh able to do what i used to do and like is there anything that you do to like take care of yourself when you're on the road and you're doing that to to keep going is there any tips that you can give us to, <laughs> to help oh man you know the basic things healthy eating get some rest get some exercise you know you got to do those three things when you're out there you know it's kind of like being an athlete in a way yeah, it is. uh yeah, it's tough. It's not easy by any means. I don't mean to make it sound easy, you know, because our schedules are so, so messed up, you know. So it takes building your own routine, and that's really hard to do on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And and sticking to it, too. Yeah, sticking to it. You know, those three things will help keep you going and, you know, be able to keep some longevity in it and do your best because you want to feel your best and play your best. You know, it's being on the road, not feeling good sucks. You know, being Can't sick, or getting the flu or whatever, you know, but it's a long term game, you know, it's a long term situation. Yeah, you got to pace yourself, you know, learn, learn from uh, your mistakes early on, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I love the smile. Because the, the, we've, we've all fucking done it, man. OK, let's be honest here. Uh, that, that tour weight will come right on. Just, you know, you got to watch it. So it's <laughs> funny. But, um, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to check because I'm always curious now. Like, we're so excited to see anything right now <laughs> and like to be here and everything. I'm just curious, like, after this hiatus that we had and everything, is there who, who are you looking forward to like seeing out there on the road and stuff um, while you're. Well, you know, I like seeing my uh, my favorite jazz cat musicians. I, I love John Schofield quite a bit. He's uh, yeah. someone that I really admire. Um, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there and a lot of bands that are touring heavily. And, you know, I'm just happy everyone's back together and doing what we all do. And, you know, there's there's a lot of great music happening right now. Yeah, okay. for sure. It sounds kind of like the same thing as it's like we don't care. Wait, wait, like everybody is I the, the level is up and everybody's yeah. back out. And so thirsty. Yeah. To Every, play and to go to play, collaborate, listen. you know make new music make new recordings you know and you know i'm i'm always open to doing that with people you know and it's really fun to see everybody back and actually we can be in the same place yeah. don't have to do remote recordings all the time yeah you know, like we did the last two years so and the energy great. of that is different too when you when you're not in the same room you can do it but it's not the same thing it's not just like doing an interview with you over zoom is cool it was fun we had a good time but sitting here at the table with you is much better you know i can see your face better i can There's nothing like you know real you feel thing. The, yeah so we're at a four, yeah we're at a four-day grateful dead festival grateful dead tribute festival and like one of the things that we've been doing is i've been going out like into the lot on the shakedown and stopping people and being like yo what does the grateful dead mean to you because it means something different to everybody like i've gotten a million different answers i'm curious what it what does it mean to you marcus gosh that's a great question and i can answer that the grateful dead to me is a form of um individual expression that is not judged or 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 oppressed in any way 
it's a way for people to completely express themselves and share in a greater a greater idea that is about positivity and music and peace and love and that is where we all want to be and should be i think you know and you know art forms of expression you know of all kinds um, and music as well you know bringing people together is the main thing and you know i just the music itself is so fun and it's undeniable that the way that it's put together and the way it was you know de derived is is a is a purely organic thing that is real you know so i think the whole thing is about realness and expression and art form and 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 peace you know wow that that's huge that's huge man like we have not heard that answer a lot of it a lot of stuff with the community and the family feel but you're so right like there is no judgment in our creative expression here and there's so many expressions and all of them feel like good and home and like it's really cool what you're doing on every level like for real thank you so much for spending time with us yeah thank you yeah man you know marcus the the common thread that i've heard through all of it is like family and community and it's weird to me man like i've been a part of this thing for a long time and it's just weird that it's a rock and roll band that did that do you know what i'm saying like <laughs> what the fuck man yeah, not some guru or yeah. something or hot yeah yeah that's what happens when you put some some people together some energies together and and uh it spreads yeah and uh just the right concoction and the right the right formula is, yeah. what, is what it takes sometimes and you know the community is so important um for everyone and especially you know musicians and mu music lovers you know so well this is a very it's a special place um, so that's i feel grateful to be in part of it man yeah. right on. marcus <laughs> no doubt. thanks man thanks for sitting down with us brother thank appreciate you. it man thank yeah, you guys it's great to see you guys yeah <laughs> we'll keep shredding yeah
fine premium cannabis. That's right. Yeah, that is a sponsor of ours, and it also who that's who employs me yeah. right now. <laughs> so look, you guys, we, if, if you live in Portland, you got to do it because Apple works there. Yeah, yeah. I pick I pick out all of the fine products that we carry, and we have a location in Hillsboro and a location in Forest Grove. If you're up here in the Portland area, uh, you, can I can I say something? Yeah, I, I just 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 occurred to me. What is that? A lot of you that listen to the show have heard the ads for Define over and over again by us, and you live here in the Portland area or you live out in Hillsborough or Forest Grove or nearby, and you've never gone because you go to your dispensary that you always go to and just do, do yourself a favor, try it once. Go out to one of the Define locations and see what Apple is doing out there with the products that they order. I guarantee that the shit that they have there is not the stuff that they have at the dispensary that you've been going to. Yeah, so when when you come in to see me or us, I'm at Hillsboro Monday through Friday. Make sure you tell us that you are a listener of No Simple Road. You will get 10% off your purchase. We will give you a free t-shirt. We will get you hooked up. You will leave feeling good. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. You done been defined, and you've been shred as dead. Did did did. How did. you like them shreds? Did 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 <laughs> shredded did did. Hey, yeah, everybody. That was that was some amazing, amazing music by Marcus Razak and Shred is Dead, and a pretty amazing conversation to go with it. Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a shred sandwich for you from Skull and Roses. A shred sandwich. So, look, you have journeyed with us through two and three quarters of an episode of Skull and Roses, and I want to say thank you for that, first yeah. of all. We are nearing the end of our journey together through this amazing Grateful Dead Tribute Festival. Um, I want to give a shout out one last time to Dennis McNally, Chris, and... um the entire Skull and Roses Katie. team, Katie and Aaron, um, for having us once again. And I hope that we can come back next year and do it again with all of you and uh, make more merriment. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring a bigger game next better. year too. Yeah. We'll live stream from there for you and do all kinds of stuff. So it's a thing. We, we started a thing. So thank you, love Dennis. you guys. And thank you for welcoming us as part of the Skull and Roses family. Uh, what we have coming up for you. Oh, wait, one last shout out uh, to the vendors, a couple of vendors that Apple wanted to shout oh, out. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say that to uh, Lost Sailor Leather, um, Heck yeah, I bought shout one out. of those incredible wallets that is, uh, well, it's been a little over a month now. It's breaking in so nice. And every time I pull that thing out, I get comments on it. And also, it's beautiful. Yeah. You got to go check out their stuff. He gifted me with a beautiful hair clip. It's one of those like, leather pieces with a like a, a wooden um, stick that you has two holes and you kind of put your hair up and it is so gorgeous and it meant so much to me because it was actually a country fair um, leather pin but it's means a lot because it's got a peach on it and we're yeah going to peach we're going to peach year. there's a whole peach yeah. thing going it on really there. felt like very 
serendipitous that he gave it to me for free. He just like handed it over and wanted it wanted to bless really cool. me. And you so. can go check that out at Lost Sailor Lost what? Sailor Design dot com. Right on. And they are at Lost Sailor Leather on Instagram. And look, a huge um shout out and gratitude goes out to a piece of summer. Um if, oh. if you don't follow her or them on Instagram, follow them. Uh they do amazing hand crafted pottery, Grateful Dead and Fish inspired pottery. And she gifted me <clears throat> with well first <clears throat> she gave me a pin that was amazing. She gave us a pin. Mine was an NFA and then she gave you what was yours? I think it was Jerry's hand. Yes, and, and then she came back and gave him this little It's, it's like a like a, a, a medallion. medallion. Thank yeah. you. I was just trying to say a, a medallion of Jerry's hand. And it says we miss Jerry and she when she handed it to me, they're listeners of the show. And she said, I know that um your dad passed away recently well i had i had told her that we when we her and i were talking and i was like thank you so much for giving him that it really means a lot because he just lost his dad not too long ago and he's really missing him right now because you had been and she was like oh my god and then she ran back to get that other thing the Mm. because she gave us all the pins and then when i told her that she she ran back and was like i want to give this to him yeah it says we miss jerry on it and my dad's name was jerry and um i Broke down crying in the middle of Shakedown Street. It was right. everybody. And they her emotions for half. That mother daughter duo was so. They were so sweet. Sweet, like exactly like if they were just like sunshine. Both yeah. of them. They and like her name Summer suits her. <laughs> yeah. It was like sun like that sunshine. The way they oh yeah, I really enjoyed um, spending time with them. Yeah. So so follow a piece out, of summer yeah, on Instagram. A piece of summer. <laughs> And then one one other one, follow uh, Trippers Hollow. Oh, yeah. Trippers oh, Hollow right. makes dope, dope designs and throws them on shirts and other things. These are, the designs from Trippers Hollow are not just designs. These are actual, like, psychedelic activation pieces. Um, they are keys to unlocking your mind and come from the universe of the Grateful Dead, but they are, like, magical sigils put on t-shirts and and stuff and it's really really fucking incredible what he does i have i have one of his shirts that says let space sing and it's got a bunch of uh sacred geometry on it's one of my favorite shirts to wear to shows so go check out trippers hollow so yeah that's the the why one last one we said it before in that but throw it out since we're giving vendors go check out fat freddy creations I got gifted a super dope, like, laminate layered apple pen from them. They do rolling trays, all kinds of really dope stuff. Go check them out. Well, okay. then, if we're shouting Great people day. out, um, jamming on tie-dyes, they are an alumni of No Simple Road. Yeah. Grateful Dead Tarot, Liz and Aaron um, over there. And then uh, we had her at the beginning, but Maddie Moon Designs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's only the ones that we remember. We, There's so there many. There's so many ones. Yeah, so. that's that was... Part of the fun of being at this festival was the shakedown that was there. The, it, it's grown from years past, and it's, it's a 
looks great. It's an awesome. It's a festival unto itself. Yeah. I mean, apart from the music that you could just spend and all day out there hanging out. Oh, one yeah. cute, sweet thing. And I'm going to ask you guys, my favorite unexpected cute thing that happened at Skull and Roses was finding that um, little jacket for Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> and then he calls the other day and he was wearing that jacket all proud and Aww. loved it. And it just... It made me so happy. It's like when you, you know, you go out of country and then you bring back something exotic for your like nieces or nephews. Like it just, it was so sweet to see that he loved it and it fits him so perfect. And it's got a little motorcycle on like Uncle Sam Sam on on the the motorcycle. motorcycle. So yeah, it's the cutest thing. Wraps it good. What what, what was your cutest um, Skull and Roses moment, babe? Cutest? Yes. Wow. I guess that is a no simple road thing would be cute. I, I, I'm going to just go back again and say, hanging out with, Wicked awesome TN. That Mike. was cute. That, that was the <laughs> cutest thing that happened. He, having breakfast with him every day, getting to know him apart from social media and DMing and all that, and like getting to feel his energy and his vibe and just know that like he's my friend. Yeah. Like that, I, it made the festival for me. I went, wait, wait, I have to throw in, this is my 1.5 cute thing. <laughs> 1.5. Um, Get, being able to give him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah, giving that stoked. made me so happy and it, i felt equally as sad when i didn't have a second one the next day oh it made me like so sad but i was so grateful to be able to give him that apple what's your cutest Cute moment. skull and roses yeah. moment <laughs> okay well i'm gonna do a 1.5 too <laughs> first of all cutest moment to me was jenny and brady Oh, they're 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 they they're attire every day. The mm-hmm. smiles from them and everything, and then one point five. Uh, where oh my gosh, I just lost it. Then that's it. it yeah, you only get one. You only dude. get one. Oh, that's I it. I guess dude. so. I Bus came the other, by. The other you one was on. Jen and Brady. That five yeah. didn't get it, go with it. And and I don't I don't remember what the other one okay. was. One that All cute right. thing was it? Right. Well, it was really cute. It was the first one. Came. <laughs> oh, meaning Russell. Oh, oh that, on yes. Saturday night, That's yeah. a meeting yes. Russell because he is just such a kind person. That smile, that was the cute moment when he popped in front of yes. me and Mel, like we had described earlier in the You're other right. episode. He just pops in front of us with a smile. We're both just like, who are you? And now best we're, friends forever. Yeah, he like dance introduced himself. You know, yep. like there's dance fighting. He yeah. like dance and it was so cute because he was like, just wanted to say hi. I'm going to get out of your hair. We're like, no, you're going to stay we in hung our hair. out the rest of the night. And now we're interviewing them soon. And, and I'm wearing their shirt happen. right now. Yeah. Yep. North, North special. Follow them on Instagram. Um, so, Hey everybody. Thanks. Thanks for following along with us on our trip. And uh, yeah. we're, I hope you all understand and know that, this is a huge honor that we get to do this. Yeah. And, and I can't think of a better way to end this than with what we're about to end this with. So um, Katie is one of the organizers of Skull and Roses, and she was adamant that we spoke to Abraxas. Um, the work that they are doing is important and huge for the world. And um, Tim is, if I could, if you could make a portable generator into a human being, it's that's, it would be Tim. Like, yes, this could power up like three small cities. This this is, this is like a, a power plant of a human being. And so just go along for the ride on this interview. This was a trip. And you can go check them out on Instagram at Abraxas dragon. And it is Abraxas dragon community. 
and that'll take you to some other things. And also, well. he was with Corey, and Corey was total sweetheart, and also is in this interview and helps out. So I just wanted to shout her out. Yeah, Corey Glory. Oh, that's right. You're right, Glory. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's her name. But yeah. I looked you. it up. I remember. Well done, Mel. Yes. All right, everybody. We love you, and we are gonna get to Abraxas. We'll see you back on on the back end of this. Hang on one sec. Here we go. That is good. That is good. All right, who do we have here, baby? Why don't you introduce yourself to the people out there? What's up, folks? My name is Tim Clark. Tim, what are we standing in? <laughs> we are standing in the freaker ship here. This is the Abraxas show. We turn it into a magic dragon during Burning Man. We take it to disaster relief missions and serve people love, energy, and truth. <laughs> this mission start this mission started at this faraway land <laughs> called Bernie man and uh, all of our homies got together and started making rad art and creating celebratory environments we're like yo man we got cool stuff we should do something more with all this cool stuff we're like wow well let's uh, figure out a place where we can help people hmm well geez man that person had a hurricane man they're hungry let's help them out so let's like find a path for some of these resources to serve and help people out. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's a, I mean, the, the thought is great, but the logistics and like actually doing the work is fucking huge, man. That's huge. So how do you, I mean, as, as one guy with an idea, how does that start to take flower? Well, it's definitely just not one guy. It's a team, Freaker Army Strong. We come together to serve because we see a need. We fill in the cracks. Wow. That's, look man, there's a lot of people hurting out there and just think if more of us took the time, it could go away. It could go away. That's what we were just discussing right before we started it. It seems like there is, well, not doesn't seem, there's an abundance of resources. We just haven't gotten it to where they need to go. So how did you start getting it where it needs to go? Well, it's about unification. It's about finding what you, what is your it? What are you good at? What can you do to serve this humanity? Everybody's got something to share. Everybody's got something to give and get. So figure out what it is that you got in this life person and you cultivate that it and you strengthen that strength and you make it better and better and better and serve find other people that are doing similar stuff coming together and we, we got this. Yeah. Did you guys know that he brought this ship how many years to DC for Catharsis on the Mall? Yeah, Catharsis on the Mall. We uh, started doing that in 2016. We shipped out our school bus uh, on a flatbed semi uh, <laughs> and did Catharsis on the Mall, like let's see here, 16, 17, probably like four or five times and did a uh, protests pretty much a visual to serve different things like equality and equal rights and uh, it's been quite an honor to cruise this ship past the White House and to cruise past the Capitol and to do push-ups for the ladies on the ship giving honor and truth to what we are and that is one and it's such a it's such a juxtaposition to see this thing drive past the White House or the Washington Monument and it's what it symbolizes, at least to me, to be thinking about it, is the possibility of what we could be 
if we came together in our creativity and our passion and let loose with it out into the world. It could, we could see things that we've never seen before. I was thinking, how was your reception when you were there doing that? Oh. <laughs> well, which time? <laughs> yeah, it's been so fun and there's so many uh, stories and adventures, but I gotta say that the connection with the police department, Washington DC and the secret service, cause they sit there and they watch us the whole time and they love us and they're happy because there's a lot of haters out there that come to the nation's capital and really like, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh my God, these guys are sending love <laughs> and yeah. music. So they recognize it immediately. Oh, they see it. And they're like, oh man, these, these guys are harmless. And, and gosh, well, let's help them out. Let's escort them past the White House. Oh shit. High five them and swerve around in their motorcycles and just be real. So this has been a, like an annual thing since that 2016? Yes. And you're seeing like a, an actual like visual effect of putting love out into the universe, people like that, and seeing them transform right before your eyes. Absolutely. And then you also got uh, our other organization called Love Works with my homie Terry Love, my God. Shout out Terry Love. Terry Love, uh, you know who you are. He's you, he's you, he's me, he's all of us. You God, you God. Anyways, my man Terry Love, and I and a, a other homie crew started this sweet nonprofit called Love Works, you know, because it does. And we go out and we share. We do humanitarian missions. We do uh, dance uh, things for the homeless, and we give them uh, the gift of giving every December too. And it's been a lot of lot of fun. Giving out gift bags. Oh wow! Putting together these gift bags. How many did you put together? A thousand? Oh, we've done way more than a thousand. This last year, I think we did twenty five hundred. We did five hundred in D.C. We did five hundred in Asheville. San Diego, LA, and I may, maybe Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we collect a lot of products from natural food companies, and we're really fortunate to have these wonderful sponsors Dr. Brown's Magic Soap, Organic Valley, Clean Canteens, Patagonia, Guayaquil, Samazon, leading the charge. These conscious companies want to share. Wow. Raising the vibe. Companies want to share. They just need to be asked. It's funny. We 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 did a giveaway for a, a brother of ours that was he had cancer and he needed some money to help out. We did a giveaway and I hit up Dr. Bronner's and they were one of the only companies that were like, "We'll give you whatever you need, man." Just like no problem. I I'm curious, man. You've probably seen a lot of beautiful, amazing, transformational things in the humanitarian work that you do, is there anything that stands out in your head as like something that is like the most intense thing you've seen? I'd say the connection that we have had with the people in Florida, Immokalee, Florida, uh, there was a Hurricane Irma that we took our kitchen and we served 40,000 meals in this uh, mainly Haitian, and uh, African-American community, lots of Latinos as well. A lot of them that were uh, illegal immigrants and kind of scared and also not really served by FEMA. So our crew jumped in and served all this beautiful love and truth. And it wasn't even about the food. It was about the looking at them in the eyes and talking to them, connecting the community. And I saw how much they had way more than we have 
Because oh, all their shit. kids and all their people were not. They were all here. To me, that was I learned just as much from them as they learned, and we shared, and it was that was my highlight. Can I ask just how do you bring a kitchen of that yeah. magnitude to that? I mean. I know that the impossible feats, trucks right? Are, are, it, seems, no. it seems like impossible feats well, are your thing, but that's, really, that's a great test. That's a great question because you know what? We came up with an idea of like, huh? How do we get this giant kitchen out there? And uh, we said, okay, well, what do we really need in this life? We need food. We need water. We need sanitation. Yeah. You know, we need celebration. <laughs> you know, we need shelter. So we're like, all right, we started this thing called the Container Project in 2008, where we were like, let's just do this at Burning Man's show that we can do this. So we did. We did a container project. We bought about 15 containers. We built a whole container village, and one of the main units was the kitchen. So the kitchen folds out into a 24 by 48 structure that can house a lot of people. We can do up to 10,000 meals a day. Reefer trucks come in the back park, logistics, teams of cooks, chefs, servers, people, love, energy. And these are all volunteers? Depends. Depends. A lot of times we hire people to be okay. key people because it's yeah, like, sure. you got to pay people if people want to like, you know, pay rent and stuff. Yeah. We, we, want them to we pay still rent. live in Absolutely. a world that, that that's a money. thing. Yeah. yeah. So to become who you are today, what, what was the first moment for you that you saw the possibility of what people could be and that putting love out into the universe like that could transform the world. Well, I definitely used to work with a company called uh, the Global Education Through Music, Get em. It was a nonprofit in San Diego and we did art, music, dance, and we did it at the Children's Museum. And I really uh, got inspired and created this art of skateboarding exhibit and we did design your paint your own skateboard and had this whole art show and I saw the amount of love that was shared between the kids and the community and even the museum people and I was like wow this is working so hey keep doing stuff like this Tim so I, I kept on the path and I worked with a bunch of different nonprofits and just you know know it's really about the mycelium network that needs to come together to Bring it so how did you get involved in Burning Man? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you can do the PG or the R version, whichever one you okay. like. Okay, well, there's a bunch of different versions. PG. Alphabetical. Yeah. We'll just start with the A. How about that? Okay, yeah. We'll go with that. Okay, so I uh, used to uh, build skate parks, and I had a skate park building company called Suburban Rails, and I moved to California. I was like, man, you know, I think, geez. My guy's like, hey, man, I want to buy you out. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. He's like, no, man, I'm serious. I got 10K or whatever. I was like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. And so he gave me the money. I was like, I'm buying the Bernie Man. I'm going to Bernie Man. So I did a month of Bikram yoga. And I was like, I'm going to Bernie Man. Because I heard it. My neighbors were like, dude, you got to go to Bernie Man. Go. I'm like. Okay, okay. So I went to Burning Man. I was like 27 or something. And that totally changed my life. I'm like, went there and I saw the beyondness of what people can do. And what that did for me was astronomical on my path. And I, I, have, I haven't gone back. I've gone back every single time, 20 years in a row. Yeah. So it's, 
really changed my life. So <laughs> you say you've gone back every year, but we just had a year where there was no burn. Yeah, there was. That's what you said. Yes, there was. <laughs> That's what you said. Oh. It was a renegade burn. Okay. All right. If you know, you, you know. Stop. <laughs> can't stop it. So do you think that that solidified having less people at the burn? Do you think that it made the core stronger and gave you a chance to breathe? I love this. Well, I was, I unfortunately wasn't there, but my son went and represented. It was his first burn. He had the most incredible time ever. I think it was way more freed up if there was, I think Burning Man's gone through a lot of changes. You know, it's gotten quite corporate. So this this renegade burn was really more to back to the beginnings. Participation. Wasn't that a bunch of spectators? Everybody joined in. Oh, wow. Have you guys been to burn out there? No, yeah. we've only done regional burns. Yeah, no. In Las Vegas, all three of us, and never made it up to not that far. The desert up. I know. We're in a different place in our life, you know. I I was a 16 year old mom. I all I did was raise my kids. That that was my thought, you know. And now that my kids are adults, it's a whole different perspective in life. I, I'm, I'm kind of regretting it more now meeting you, Tim, and this and everything, because I know a lot of people that do stuff out there. You may know one of my good friends back in Vegas. His name's Michael. He's one of the pyrotechnic guys. He's a fire breather. He's been going for years and years out there, and uh, he, he's always out there ahead of time helping set up all the pyrotechnic stuff because he's got all the licenses for all of the fuels and things and for fire breathing and stuff. And I, he invited me so many times, and I... I just didn't make it. <laughs> Where's the bus go next, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, the bus. Yeah, we're definitely going to go to the moon. So, <laughs> cool. 2023, <laughs> December 21st, astral projection. So, I hope to see you guys. Can we there. come? Yeah. Cool. And, and we'll be shooting foam, too. <laughs> you got to get your own transpo. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to talk a little bit about the foamy homies? Yeah, all the and foamy homies. Yeah, foamy homies got me grooving. So yeah, Foamy Homies are a, a band that have uh, came together to do good, and their foam is like the glue. That's Dr. Bronner's magic oh, soap yeah. foam oh, experience. I've heard. Yeah, I, so we've done refoamate. Like it was yeah, at um, summer, meltdown. summer meltdown. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh, I like that. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're used to yeah. interruptions. Yeah. Come on, man. Do your thing, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, my free car? Much love. You guys are awesome. <laughs> So David Bronner and the Bronner Soap Company is actually a, quite a big sponsor for a lot of the projects that Tim's involved in. So Tim, if if people that are listening want to help, what do they do? They can go to Grassroots Aid Partnership website. That's that grassrootsaidpartnership.org. And uh, there's a QR code here. You guys can like snap that thing and you know send it out there. But really what you can do is everything that you do in this life you put it out there to not only help yourself, but you help the other guy that's needing that help and you fill in the crack. And then it spirals outward from there. And then hopefully someday we're all taken care of and we're not well, coming it from lack. It like it's happening. It just needs to be reported. Yeah. It needs to be told. Good shit's going on and people ain't talking about it. They're fucking sitting there talking about all this other bullshit. And that waxes and wanes, but people do it like, clearly you've been doing this for a while and we're just finding out about it now. Thank you. So as far as like getting the word out, 
What's been the hardest thing to do for you as far as like having people find out about it? Well, I'd say it's not hard. You just shine and they shine back. Mm. They come to you and you ask for something. It's called manifestation. It's there. You just have to like call it in, you know, and here we are. We're calling it in. So if you're feeling inspired out there, it's your chance to say, hey, I want to do something. I want to start my own chapter in my town. I want to make a disaster relief hub. I want to yeah. be able to find other stuff to share. Hey, man, my, my uncle has a company. Man, maybe he wants to sponsor our thing. Yeah. Hey, Uncle Joe, man, <laughs> get it on. Wait a minute. You just you just said something I want to go back to, man. People can start their own chapter of this thing? Absolutely. So what is that? You just say, hey, man, I'm in Toledo, Virginia, and I feel like I want to, like, make better. And, oh, how do I do that? Well, let me reach out to somebody that has been making better, and let's scale that make better into the place that I live. I also work with a community group called Lived Experiences that have been fortunate enough to uh, do food for insecurity folk and also do youth mentoring. And that's in San Diego, and it's given me a lot of ideas and knowing on how to take a community and give them the things that they need, say food, connection, therapy, music, art, sports. So yes, we have the tools. I just, I, there's a lot of what you're saying that is um, happening, but it, what you're doing, it seems like it's very, like you've gotten such a good hub, uh, such a good group of people um, to do this. And I don't really have anything to say other than it's just like, it's kind of, it's, well, it's inspiring one. Well, I just wanted to say, dude, I am so glad that this is something that happened on day four because the inner, like your energy, your awe, like you can feel it. You, yeah. you, you feel I feel it. like I stepped on the bus. I feel like I stepped on the bus back in like the sixty with Neil Cassidy or fucking something like that. Like fucking somebody is still driving the fucking bus that should be at the helm, man. So fucking John honor, Barlow, brother, honor. John Barlow, who wrote you know a lot of the music for the Grateful Dead, Bob Weir songs, was a big fan of Tim Clark's and camped with us at Burning Man and stuff yeah, so that's a Grateful show, Dead Tim showed me that the you, memorial here and everything brother you, you just made an impact on the three of us I know we're gonna be, we want we I, I know we, we want to stay in touch we would love to continue talking to you and continue to fucking help and get involved and Glory yeah. I just want to say how did you get involved before we wrap up um, a dear friend of mine, I was living on Maui with my small kids and was like, okay, my kids are at an age where I can do one festival. Asked a mutual friend of ours, he said, come to Rothbury. And that's where I was blessed to meet Tim. And he was telling me about the foaming experience, you know? I, I could, I would, didn't know if he was messing with me or not. Like, it was hard to visualize. Once you've seen it, it makes perfect sense. Yes. But if you've never seen it before, you're like, what? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and so got to go to Burning Man and got to throw some parties with Tim and do some out reach and just be a freaker and just the my favorite thing about Tim and what we do here and 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 you guys see it you know you're is that it's that it's that concept of when you shine there's this thing of giving other people permission you know what I mean like being the first person on the dance floor that that he's the first person on the dance floor and then everybody else wants to come and dance with him I support that well the thing that gets me about all of it, the humanitarian stuff is fucking amazing and it's beautiful. But the thing I think is so fucking cool about it is you didn't stop there. You were like, okay, food, water, 
clothes. Hmm. Fun. What? The, that's the that's the thing because that is it's a crucial. Like I was homeless. I walked the streets of Vegas for a year and a half, strung out on heroin, and I know that place. I know what that's like. And it's dismal, and it's sad, and it's scary, and it's fucked. And there was no fun, ever. If somebody had brought me food or clothes, cool, it's gonna help me out. But if somebody brought me joy, energy, that- And a reason to celebrate? Come on, man. What? All right, I got one for you. So if you can make somebody smile, you're doing pretty good. You can make somebody laugh, you're winning. But if you can make somebody dance, it's on. Ah, fuck yeah, it is fuck on. Yeah. You are yes. right. <laughs> All right. Yes. Glory. Yes. Tell them one more time where they can go. They can go to Grassroots Aid Partnership. Grassroots Aid Partnership. Google it.org. Yes. Freaker okay. Army is my Instagram. Sign up. Freakers. Freaker, Freaker Army. Army. Foamy homies, Abraxas Dragon, lots of good organizations to tap into. Yo, man, love works. What's up, guy? Love Terry works. Love. You, you, uh, you, you, you. <laughs> Freaker Army, follow. Thank you, guys, man. Like a nudge. Thank you. Aww. Make sure that you guys out there go and follow them and, and get involved. If you have the ability, if you have the time, or if you have the desire to reach out to them, you should just do it. and watch what kind of magic happened yeah and what you got there was actually kind of uh, it was a good interview but it was kind of abbreviated as far as everything that they do oh, there yeah. is so much he just kept talking about other things and you need to look into this if yeah. there's one army i want to be a part of it's the freaker army <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and what an awesome way to end four days at skull and roses festival you know then that being activated like that there's so many amazing ways that the show and our life intertwine because they're the same thing. But I guess what I mean is like, it's so serendipitous at, at times where we, this is the last thing. It wasn't a musician. It wasn't a vendor. It was something that was like real. Well, re not, not that those other, no, things it was just something that was um, out of the ordinary and such a blessing moving forward. Like yeah. his energy really gave us like a little bit more like oomph because we were feeling pretty, you know, run down after the whole festival yeah. and it was like the last day and, you know, we had all decided we were going to take off just a little bit early and like leaving on that high of a note with somebody that is so inspiring and so uplifting and so motivating. It was, it, to me, it felt as if it was like kind of like, you know, kind of giving you the pat on the butt on the, the way out you know and, like and it, yes and it captured how strong this community is and what we can do for others we're yes. everywhere yeah we're, we literally are everywhere and it's crazy i was talking to a coworker today about if we all helped each other we wouldn't need as much stuff yeah that's true yeah it, that's the end of the story there i'm gonna leave it at that all right well, everybody, this is it. Skull and Roses 2022. We have, we came, we saw, we boogied, and now you came we're with chronicled. us. Chronicled. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we hope to see all of you out there next year when we're there doing our thing. And um, 
We love all of you. We'll be yeah. back later this week with another episode or next week if this is the second one. I don't know. We'll, we'll be back. There's going to be more things. We're going to be back. Coming. And uh, <laughs> remember to smile at a stranger and safety third and wash your hands. Love one another. Hydrate. Yeah. And take care of each Come other. Come on, man. people now. We got this. Smile on each other. Everybody get together. Love one another right now. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.